0: This is Rangercast, episode 12, Lightning Collection Quality Control, recorded on Wednesday, February 8, 2023. In this episode, Hasbro posts poor financials, big news from Renegade Game Studios, and updates on retro Common Rider releases. This is RangerCast. As always, I'm Tyler, better known as rito Volto, and we have Lamar with us today. Hey, everyone. And also the r slash Power Rangers moderator, Razgriz Infinity, Josh. How's it going, Josh? Going great. Going great. Awesome. So first off, before we actually get into anything, we want to send our thoughts out to everybody, all the Power Rangers family. Down in Auckland, who were affected by recent flooding there, I I saw videos. It looked horrible. Like even the airport was flooded.
1: Ah, oh,
2: man, you're you're telling me, man. It just seemed like one thing after other. Auckland, the earthquakes, uh, the stuff in Ohio. Like goodness, yeah. To everybody, definitely sending yeah. sending thoughts their way.
0: Yeah, but especially to the members of the Ranger family. Oh, absolutely. Down there, we hope that everybody is uh, is okay and getting through this. With that out of the way, onto news. Renegade Con this past weekend, there were a few a few announcements, a few updates. Uh, they announced the SPD to the Rescue expansion for the deck-building game. It in- includes a containment card option. If you get eight uh, opponents in containment, you win. There's also a standee pack for the RPG that lets you save money in miniatures. A sourcebook for the role-playing game titled Across the Stars as well as a new allies pack for Heroes of the Grid that includes all female allies, Corone, Udana, Dr. K, Kendall, Delphine, as well as uh the Project Goandra Van. And the Shadow of Vengex pack includes Evox, Vengex and T- and Tanaya. And Vengex and Tanaya can permanently remove cards from the game. It also includes Steel and Nate, uh and Pre-order promos for Heroes of the Grid include a scenario book and Zord pack. Now, Josh, uh, you've been pretty active in um, in that community. Why don't you tell us more about about these products? I think I imagine you were also watching the stream. I know I wasn't. I was just kind of, you know, speed ran it.
2: Absolutely. I I actually had to catch the stream at a uh, a separate time because I was oh. at D and D over the weekend. But oh, I would I definitely caught all the Power Ranger stuff. I play the deck builder and I do the RPG. I run a uh, women's only uh, group for the RPG and they are just absolutely ecstatic that we are getting just more content with Across the Stars. Like there's so much to add. Um, they're looking forward to the adventure. They really love the E20 system. So seeing like what's coming down the pipeline just for that alone, it makes them more invested in it. It makes them want to come back Even with my story aside. it's It's more to work with. Um, the concerning like the deck builders, I ran the deck builder at a convention for charity a couple months back, and that that's bringing people back as well. The mechanics are just very, very, very solid for it. Um, I'm really glad with what they've released so far uh, going into uh, the newest expansion, what with uh, the in-space mechanic with uh, Dark Specter and Zordon. We have Zeo. We have uh, what was the other one that was released? We have Omegas. Like, there is just so much. They are just giving us so much. Oh, and RPM. I forgot about RPM. Uh, they released that, too. So to get another set, man, I'm a happy Power Ranger fan. And, and again, I have to state in even more so, you know, going broke is uh, my wallet because we're getting now the Heroes of the Grid stuff. And I, I, the villains are great. The new Rangers are great. We're getting Corone. That's just what matters at this point. We're getting Corone. Amen. And she, like oh man renegade is just knocking it out of the park
0: yeah with, it's always uh, good to get some love for rpm and it seemed like they're really excited to be able to work in dr k
2: oh absolutely and i it's funny as i mentioned with the rpg group i love that they're doing like an all ladies group uh expansion and giving us the fan favorites that we want dr k corona Udana. like of all figures you would think like mystic force maybe uh um Nick or somebody would get it, like, first, besides uh, um, Liambo. We have Udana and Liambo in the game now. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah.
0: fantastic. It is, just, and I keep I'm... meaning to get more into the deck-building game. Like, I never have any to, anybody to play these things with, so...
2: Oh, let's see. We'll have to play online at some point for it. Um, the deck-builder yeah. is just very... It's very intriguing. I did a lot of demoing with the base set. I can tell you right now, it's very slow. It builds upon itself, um, especially in PvP, but there is absolutely a difference between playing a ranger where you're getting all the resources versus playing a villain where you can easily overwhelm rangers really fast. Um, But it takes them a little bit longer to get their resources, but once they are set up... It's hard to come back as a Ranger against the Villains versus the Villains. There is a trade-off for it, but man, they are just knocking it out of the park. Um, I'm looking forward to this new set. Um, I have to wait till my next paycheck to pre-order, because you forgot to mention, guess what we're getting as the bonus for the pre-order with uh, Heroes of the Grid?
0: Besides what I mentioned.
2: If I, I may have missed it, then we're getting the Super Zeo Zords.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't mention those specifically. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Warrior Wheel. I'm like, man, because we got the Shogun Zords with the original Pink Ranger um, Shogun Zord arm on the Ultra Zord. We got the Ninja Zords before. I'm really hoping we get some of these extra Zords and some other sets uh, coming down the pipeline as well with uh, teams that had more than one uh, Megazord or anything. I really want Turbo at this point just so we can get the Rescue Megazord next. That's what I want. Just give me Turbo. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. They're, all the mechanics are interesting. The characters are unique. Concerning the um, Heroes of the Grid, Vendrix is going to be a pain because one of the yeah. most powerful villains in that game is the Master, uh, um, the Wizard of Deception because of his discard. Removed from the game is another matter entirely. And man, that, that makes things a lot more difficult. If people thought uh, astronomer and... Uh, rancic were difficult man removing that's that's hard to come back from you can work around the others that's hard
0: if you yeah if somebody uses that early on you know the opponent's kind of screwed yeah you have to fully
2: you have to get the megazord otherwise Mm -hmm. like you're walking in already at a disadvantage for it and i'm curious to see like how that will play out in an actual game at that point
0: in other news hasbro announced that will lay off 15% of its workforce, or about 1,000 employees in the coming weeks. They're part of a larger restructuring under the new CEO, Chris Cox. This is coming from outlets, including, I'm reading this, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, This is part of a larger restructuring under the new CEO um, in hopes of increasing their growth rates and profitability. And Hasbro CEO, Chris Cox, said in a statement that while the full year 2022, particularly the fourth quarter, represented a challenging moment for Hasbro, he said that they are confident in their Blueprint 2.0 strategy, which includes a focus on fewer bigger brands uh, as well as gaming, digital, and their rapidly growing direct consumer and licensing business. This is at the same time that they're also working on selling Entertainment One. Now, we don't know exactly how this affects the Power Rangers brand team, but we know um, through an Instagram story post by uh, the wife of a uh, now former Hasbro employee the layoffs included a sculptor who built Power Ranger's Lightning Collection toys and G.I. Joe classified toys. And they had just bought a house like last July. So that that sucks. But yeah. you know, we're losing a lot of people and you just gotta hope they land at their feet and that doesn't, you know, hurt um hurt the Power Rangers brand that much. But that's, you know, tertiary to all the uh, all the people who are affected by this. Absolutely. Keep in mind too, with those losses, that's
2: not including the losses next quarter. That will take into account all the D and D stuff as well. Um, a lot. Someone pointed it out to me for that. Of uh, this was prior to that, so right. that that's going to be even more lower numbers going forward for that.
0: Yeah, they've really um, been at odds with the the D and D fandom on, on that one, and uh, the uh, COO of Hasbro, Eric Nyman, is also leaving the company with the uh, divisions that were under him reporting directly to Chris Cox. The company is taking $300 million in charges related to its entertainment and business plan changes and $21 million in write-downs associated with the acquisition of E1 from a couple years ago, which, again, they're thinking of selling. But you know, Wizards of the Coast, you know, speaking of D&D and their digital gaming divisions, saw their finances improve year over year. Um, but we'll see what their Q1 numbers end up being. They also prevailed in a boardroom proxy battle against uh, an activist investor, which was trying to get shareholders to back its call for Hasbro to spin off its gaming division, meaning board games, yada, 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 to unlock shareholder value. And Hasbro's board reiterated that spinning off the gaming division was not required to realize greater shareholder value at the toy maker, and defeating this battle was a win for Chris Cox, who, again, succeeded the late Brian Goldner, and who previously himself oversaw Wizards of the Coast.
2: Man, it always seems like it's something with Wizards of the Coast.
3: Yeah, and I mean, obviously the, the real tragedy here is that, like, you know, they they made a, a guess, they miscalculated, and now, you know, people are going to suffer for it and lose their jobs. Um, that's the real well, tragedy I, here.
0: I think a lot of... Companies are feeling the squeeze right now because of you know the the supply chain issues, increased costs, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to get into some other issues later on. Some other issues that Hasbro has been having, Power just products specifically, but they've had to pass those prices along to consumers, and consumers are getting a little bit antsier And that's yeah. like they're necessarily things they can control pushing ahead, we got a little bit of surprise last week when David Yost posted the script for the first part of Quantum Continuum, which is never, ever, 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 ever getting made at this point, especially uh, given that the 30th anniversary special is going to be a thing. But there were some interesting decisions in this script, and some things that, if it were anybody else writing it, would come off as super weird. Um... To give you an idea, and we'll link to the script like everything else in our show notes. To give you an idea, because yeah, he publicly released it. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, worth exactly. mentioning. <laughs> exactly. He uh, he opens with a thinly veiled retelling of Tui Trang's funeral and monks chanting to the tune of the Power Rangers theme. Um, mm. and there there are other other things in there that show that maybe he 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 did actually like at least research things that happened on the show after he left at least acknowledgements of the things that transpired after the show though that also things that conflict with uh with what we you know learn about these characters later on but but it's like bulk is the sheriff um trini at the time of her death was the mayor uh jason's the police commissioner um but there are a lot of things that that do you know reflect
1: him kind of showing his work on um on where these characters ended up in the show um but the the cover page says straight up this is basically fan fiction it's very he's very specific too about what songs should be played over what scenes Um, what but was, I, what, was, hmm? what was your initial impression? I after reading thought, it,
0: I thought that there were there were parts of it that would have been very interesting to see put to screen. But there were parts of it, like again Trini's funeral, that came off as kind of like Yost was working through some of this stuff,
2: like his way of processing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he was there at the funeral. Right. So I don't really know, you know the rest of the stuff that's out there about, you know what the rest of quantum continuum is, right, is like. I didn't really look into that, but the, the script is, is fascinating, but it likely take it clearly takes a very different direction from what um, once and always will be. Um, and it shouldn't be taken by anybody as some kind of preview of what it is, only that Quantum Continuum has kind of been rendered you know, redundant by the fact that this other anniversary special is happening.
2: Do you think he – I mean I'm more surprised he actually wrote something in general. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, he definitely I, did. He was trying to get it made.
2: Right. I, I think I'm – out of all the people who would have wrote something, I honestly would have – Thought like JDF would have wrote something, um, for it. I'm legit surprised that David wrote a script for it. Um, because you, I mean, only recently he's been pretty quiet about the series, um, for it, and only recently has like he done conventions appearances, has been more vocal about it. So, it's it's definitely something. It's intriguing. It's it's definitely a different take.
1: Yeah, I think that he.
0: You know, especially after Hasbro bought uh, bought the, pro- the property, he was never a hard no on coming back or anything like that. He just had a few conditions, and it seemed like those conditions were as met as they were going to be. And regardless of the circumstances that led him to leave the show, the show is still very much a part of his life you know even after even after William Shatner was killed off in um Star Trek Generations he still wrote a book where Captain Kirk you you know got better from being
1: dead um <laughs> and and all that go better
0: yeah yeah um yeah. like you know even though he was bullied into you know the and wound up quitting the show he, you know, Billy's still a part of him.
2: Yeah, it's a genuine love of the uh, franchise, essentially. It just, t- it just took a long time to get to this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and speaking of the 30th anniversary special, we did get another nugget from Catherine Sutherland's Instagram. She posted a reel that had her in front of a green screen with the morpher facing directly into the camera in... In the manner we all remember, suggesting that we are getting some kind of traditional morph sequence, despite the photos that the, that we've seen distributed officially suggesting otherwise, we're getting at least something old, like you know, truly old school. And I, like, how do, how do you guys feel about like? Do you want it to be like just a redone version of like the old MMPR morph, or do you want it to be, you know? more like what we saw in Once a Ranger, or something in between? Honestly, I, I don't know what I want, <laughs> I, I will admit.
3: Um, it's definitely something where I obviously trust but verify type thing, but there's enough people who are coming back for this that they're going to say, okay, this is probably how it should be. Um, I, I would definitely like something iconic and something that feels familiar, something that I can show my son in a couple years after I introduce him to Mighty Morph and say, okay, well here's a little bit more.
0: Yeah. And I think it was maybe a bit anticlimactic, you know, like in grid connection when Jason's morph was a flash morph. Tommy's Morph is a dimensions in danger were a little more substantial and the episode only had so much time to work with. So what they did with the group, you can understand what they did with the group morph, but if they're only going to get one shot at this, I think in the climax, uh, in the third act, they need to do it, you know, the way that it, you, like, I'm thinking like Ninja quest, you the first part of Ninja quest, something like that. Like, you know, get like, make it an event when they actually do go with the old school morphing sequence, you
3: know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely lean into the nostalgia, but you know, c- clean it up, I guess would be not obviously clean as in appropriateness, but like yeah. make it look better than the, you know, nineties green screen, $7 sho- shoestring budget.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they, the comped um, loop of G Ranger footage in the background? That's mm-hmm. something that I didn't notice until I was, you know, much older. That that was actually really cribbed together, um, like a lot of things. Saban using G sh- uh
1: shots to like create cheap special effects. Um, but I think that whatever they do with this morph sequence shouldn't be something
0: unfamiliar to the fans who are watching this because you know they wouldn't do a 30th anniversary special for the kids who are just watching now
2: me personally i would want them to do an update of the old um uh, morphing um sequence but only because since they're pushing so much of it being the 30th and even with the logo it only would be appropriate for them to just do like a remix almost of the original morph sequence uh in in my opinion, I yeah I enjoy the Once a Ranger, but I also understand that was due to rights and all that, so they had to yeah. mix it up.
0: So yeah, I, I I trust that they're going to do this right because, like everything that they've shown us or told us at this point, uh, you know, it's gonna be no reason to worry, right? And now in Toku News, those who got Kamen Rider Black a bit early in the mail might have noticed a teaser on disc four. For Common Rider Black RX, but at uh, their quarterly Twitch stream, Discotech did officially announce Black RX. Another Mike Dent essay will be included. Um, don't hold your breath for Mass Rider. It is not coming. It's in Licensing Hill because it uses footage from shows other than Black RX that Discotech doesn't have the rights to. And in fact, they said on their slide when they announced it that Black RX would be 100% Furbis-free. Sorry, folks. Wop-wop. But it's going to be upsc- well, not upscaled in the way that they upscaled Digimon. Upscaled in that there's like a, a high-def version available from Japan that they got, and it looks really great. Yeah, I saw the some of the uh,
2: uh, footage from it, because I haven't had a chance to just sit and see like the trailers and stuff, but yeah
0: it looks good it it looks good mm. and we also got an update about a week and a half ago from media blasters who hinted that they licensed um common rider ZO, common rider J, and uh shin common rider prologue but they haven't really you know laid out a lot of like specific details about when where how um John Ciurabella, who basically is Media Blaster at this point, I'm not sure if any other people work for him. I'm not sure how many people. Um, he posted he posts regular videos talking about what's up with his company, what's going on. Kind of a really super duper low budget Kmart version of the discotech stream. He said it's still happening, but because they had a bad Christmas, they need to sell some hentai first. You know who among us. Uh, so Common me- Rider, if all goes well, that stuff's going to be coming out later this year. Um, and he kind of got thrown for a loop last year when Right Stuff uh, sold to Crunchyroll because they had to spin off their hentai into a separate business. And, you know, sales dropped accordingly. Really, it's the hentai that keeps the lights on for him. So he do- he's doing what he has to do. People were
2: upset about that still. Like it was not only a couple of days ago. I saw people were still ranting about that. Sell,
0: uh sale. Well,
1: well, I mean, right stuff. They had
0: to, they had to spin off the hentai when they were bought because, you know, a smaller company like right stuff can fly under the radar with credit card companies, but Sony can't.
2: Oh, I meant just the entire sale to Right stuff um, to crunchy. Yeah. That, that they were so grumpy about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but if Sean Kleckner, who's, who'd been in this business for nearly 40 years, if he wanted out, you know, who else is he going to sell to? AMC? Exactly.
2: They'll charge depending on where you're going to sit in your living room. No, no, the other AMC.
1: Oh, the other AMC. The one that bought maybe. Sentai Filmworks. Oh, that AMC. Uh, maybe. And uh, in other, other Toku
0: News, uh, this comes to us. From the Asahi Shimbun via a translation from August Ragoni, Eiji Tsuburaya's hometown Tsukagawashi in Fukushima Prefecture will establish a Tokusatsu Culture Promotion Division. And uh, so far they've been working on disseminating Tokusatsu culture. Again, this is via the translation of the article, but also planning to work on attracting locations for Tokusatsu Productions and developing human resources. According to the city, it's the first municipality in Japan to set up a department related to Tokusatsu. So far, they've developed an archive center which houses miniatures used in the production of Tokusatsu movies and shows, as well as a museum which houses materials related to Tsuburaya, who created Ultraman and founded uh, Tsuburaya Productions. And he also helped uh, with uh, the early Godzilla films. And they've also held workshops at this museum where where one can experience creating Tokusatsu sets, they've also held screenings with people involved in Tokusatsu, and they've also uh, disseminated Tokusatsu culture through hardware and software. And back in September, students there could learn the tic- the tricks of the trade, according to a report at the time from the Mainichi Shimbun. And Fukushima, for those who don't know where it is, is north-ish of Tokyo. Um, so it's a bit removed from where most of this stuff is produced around Tokyo and Osaka. Uh, but hopefully they manage to lure some uh, fans and creators north to see what they got going. And going back to the States, the uh, Kamen Rider Kuga manga has been out. And you'd think that fans would be happy because, you know, Kamen Rider Kuga manga. But uh, there's some, been some issues that fans are complaining about with the translation. And it gets a bit a bit esoteric here. I'm going to try to explain. But basically, uh, the previews had a different translation from the issues that actually came out. The first two volumes that actually came out. And fans were not terribly happy. The allegation is uh, that the preview pages were translated... Let me back up. So Stonebot, the actual licensee for the Kuga manga, which was released by Titan Comics. They say the preview pages were translated by themselves with an Argentinian sister publisher, which publishes Kuga in Spanish. This is coming from io9. Those English language pages were created to match the stylization of the Spanish language release, but it was later decided to go in a different direction for the actual book in order to have it appear similar to current manga localizations in the market. And Titan, in a statement responding to these issues, say they've been listening to this feedback and will correct any identified art actors... Titan, who has been putting out the comic, the manga, excuse me, says now they will correct any identified art errors and textual inconsistencies for all digital and subsequent printings of both volumes. They're currently implementing extra internal editorial processes to ensure that the books are of the highest possible quality and accuracy and will keep working with their translators and brand experts to improve all aspects of production. I've, uh, I haven't actually picked up the uh, the volumes yet, so all these uh, issues were, were news to me. And my reading skills in Japanese are not awesome. Uh, but he, have either of you been uh, following up with uh, these uh, issues with the manga? That is a negative. I definitely amazing. have not.
3: Um, I just, I I have not had the time, unfortunately.
0: The early draft pages were released back in April of last year, and uh, only more recently the printed books were worked on by... It. Let me just sc- scrap that sentence. Um, yeah, I haven't, but I do want to. Maybe I'll get the digital versions when I know they're fixed, but the statement was kind of vague on when exactly that's going to be um and finally before we go to our break is the post of the week from the subreddit it is a lego delta squad megazord now to be fair this person used a kit that got an aliexpress but uh he still put 12 hours into building it from 2400 pieces i need a banana for scale oh no there's gatorade bottle for scale but that looks pretty cool, and I would love to have it on my desk.
2: Yeah, he he did a great job. Poster did a fantastic job on it. Um, I like the the art. I like the articulation and everything it has with it.
0: Yeah, and the the details to the extent that a Lego set can have details. Yeah, especially for yeah. the
2: the Megazord stuff. For like the, the later ones, for sure.
0: Yeah, but if you're gonna build, I think if there's a Megazord that lends itself to a Lego set, it might be that one. Yeah, because it's very blocky by nature.
2: Yeah, yeah. Outside of the, you know, the the Sentai season with the blocks,
0: <laughs> which is a shame that we're never going to get that adapted.
3: I, I have to admit, it actually kind of. This this kit kind of reminds me of like those super mini plot kits that you get where, you know, you're able to kind of put together your own Megazord like it. It looks really well done um, and definitely the sort of thing I could I could see being interested in making. Yeah, I
0: agree. And if you and if you have some time to kill, you can get it on AliExpress. This isn't an ad. I'm just pointing it out it is on sale for one hundred forty two dollars. Uh, you know, that's with a couple coupons, so maybe give that a look. I'm not sure immediately, it looks like they might have other sets like it for other megazords. Uh, but feel free to do some shopping, you know, buy, your, buy yourself a gift. And uh, so with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to rant about the issues that everybody seems to be having with Hasbro's Lightning Collection releases. So stay with us. So you want to hear people talk about Japanese cartoons.
3: You know, anime.
0: But you think the other anime podcasters just aren't
3: nerdy enough? Sounds like you need to join forces with the Anime World Order. Where each week, three self-proclaimed experts offer you reviews. Of titles both new and classic, news and commentary. Rants, convention reports, interviews with fandom. And some hentai and yaoi for good measure. So search for anime in the iTunes Music Store. Or visit our website
0: at animeworldorder.com. Anime World Order. Revealing the truth about anime, one podcast at a time. Kenny, I'm starting a podcast. Recruit me and co-host with Attitude. Uh, What the heck? I thought we put that teleporter in storage.
2: Uh, Michael?
0: Next time you want me on Kaiju Weekly, tell Jimmy to... Drop the act, Nathan. (laughs) This is not the Monster Island Film Vault okay fine but what's going on i'm having you join me on the power trip a journey through the power rangers franchise it's a podcast version of the article series i'm writing for kaiju ramen magazine oh interesting we'll spend a year analyzing the power rangers franchise dedicating an episode to each season and movie ah i see so we'll be doing an overview and talking about them in broad strokes. Exactly. We'll discuss Ranger teams, the villains, the theme songs, and so much more. Can we give out fun awards for stuff like the best fight scene and the craziest moments like I do on Men? You bet. More phenomenal. When do we start? We drop episodes every two weeks, starting Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. You know what that means, Michael. It's Morphin' time. Aye, aye, aye. All right, and we're back. And this issue has been, you know, brewing in the fandom for some time. But Hasbro, we need to talk. Uh, this latest wave, you're seeing Lightning Collection toys come without parts. I've seen a Green Dino Fury Ranger ship with a helmet that doesn't have a face. You know, this goes back to when they shipped, um, you know, the White Dino Thunder Ranger. Without the black outline around the visor, you know, every now and then they'll, they'll knock something out of the park, but then you have these, you know, clear as day errors and, you know, at the same time, going back to what we were talking about earlier, at the same time, they have to charge more for
1: toys that are just lacking quality.
3: Yeah, um, I have to say this is really disappointing because I I love the Lightning Collection line. Um if I if I could, I you know, if this was a visual medium, I'd show you the the massive uh collections that I have. Um but one of the issues that I've noticed cropping up and it's gotten worse and worse is quality control. Um in fact, I'm still waiting on getting my Zord Ascension Project Megazord back because the Uh, Foot was all banged up, and they said, well, you know, we'll send it back to you when we can. So, yeah, it's Hasbro is normally great for customer service and quality control. I don't know what's happening right now.
2: Yeah, like, it seems like in the very beginning, the Lightning Collection was fantastic and phenomenal. The Lord said they... They they released was probably the most screen. It has to be the most screen accurate because of it. Uh, uh used in the special type of deal. Um, the White Ranger was screen. Uh, was fantastic. It seems now unless you're uh, and even with HasLab, it, it's it's been hit and misses. Unless you're getting like a prop or a high end collectible like the megazord where you you you, um might have like a one-off on it where yeah you need to send it back they've been very high quality for it these lightning collection figures have sucked
0: yeah (laughs) or yeah or going back to izzy i've seen i'm seeing on twitter where it comes just with like two green dino fury helmets and no izzy head which is the weirdest
2: one i saw one with it um it was blue dino Charge with a putrid club and they said we're really taking the caveman uh uh id <laughs> idea to heart aren't we guys
0: yeah or like multiple times now they do they 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 did it with shadow ranger and then doing it with spd yellow is they can't seem to get the spd morpher right side up the paint on it is always like upside down like yeah, how do have, you yeah yeah, how do you do that?
2: I don't know. Like at some point it's the what is going on with your your warehouse? And I mean that that leads to so many questions just in general that that's like, yeah, but at yeah. some point when do you switch distributors or people to put stuff in boxes? Because like I, I I'm nowhere near as a collector, probably as both of y'all, for like lightning collection stuff. Um, for it, I'll buy my favorites, but I don't have like a full shelf type of deal. Um, yeah. But with the like the remix coming up, like the blue and yellow Ranger that are like due and release in like three months, I'm not gonna open one of those sets. I'm gonna order two, one to have on display, one to have. But is it gonna be misprinted and not have stuff inside of it? Who knows? It's gonna be Zordon's uh, uh box. Is it missing stuff? Is it not missing stuff? Who knows? <laughs> But the quality yeah. is so
0: bad. <laughs> well, it's like back, you know, when they first announced this line, they promised, you know, high accuracy, all that. And they they, they showed off their, their first figure, which was Tommy, White Ranger Tommy, which looked fantastic. But, like, you know, it looked fantastic compared to the things that. We'd been able to buy at that time the price at which we were able to buy them. It was so novel for figures, with a couple exceptions. It's so novel to to get figures that came with swappable heads. You know, since then we've come to expect more, and we know Hasbro can do better, but they're not doing better. And it, like this isn't things like, you know, the face sculpt being a little off. Though that does happen. That is happening. It's more. More basic things that you should expect, I don't think that switching to windowless packaging necessarily has anything to do with it because you shouldn't be counting on the consumer to do your quality control for you. This should be happening at the factory
3: No, absolutely. so yes, lightning collection is an improvement on what it was uh, on what we had as options before, but Hasbro's been doing quality stuff for a long time. I mean, I had some of the original of the Marvel Legends. And, you know, I, again, we get it. This is something to make money. You know, they're not making these out of the kindness of their hearts and they can't afford to throw away everything. But I mean, they, they've got to do better with not just catching the issues, but making sure they don't happen in the first place.
0: Yeah. And I guess the other thing we've learned is, you know, if you see something that looks weird in press photos of a figure. Even if you tell a Hasbro, yo,
1: that looks off. They're not going to fix it. It's going to mm-hmm. ship like that.
2: Or you're going to get secret fixes where it was like... Uh, and, and feel free to correct me because I, do, I don't recall the full story, but it was like the very first HasLab project they did with Unicron where they replaced like the die cast with plastic and nobody knew until it arrived... And a lot of people want some of their money back on it because they felt like it was false advertising. I agree with them. I think it was – a um, has- Hasbro just has poor communication.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also not just like paintwork or you know, missing props, but it's like some of these products like, like Green Dino Fury, like Time Force Blue literally fall apart. Like, I, like glue, joints, whatever, uh, some of their materials just are not cutting it.
3: Yeah. No, I was terrified um, adjusting my Dragon Zord um, because some of the joints were stiff. And I was like, if I turn this the wrong way, I will have wasted over $100. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, the Zord Ascension projects are great, but I'm not about to pay, you know, $200 for
1: every action figure. Uh, agreed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's it, it it's a
2: tragedy. Oh, it's not a tragedy. There are way worse things in the world. It's it's very disappointing coming from a company who makes billions upon billions, and they can't get something that would save them so much money by getting it right the first time. And it's not even that difficult to get right the first time. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. just, it just baffles me how much money they're wasting on things like I mean, because let's be honest, this these problems kind of started what around wave four and wave five. And now it's become an expectation of who's going uh, to get the non reprint or who's going to get the non, uh, uh, messed up figure at this point. Like yeah. that's, that's how bad it's gotten. Like it even, I don't, I know it will never make it this far, but you do have to wonder if someone was bold enough to be like Hasbro. If you don't put out a quality product, we're going to report you to like the better business bureau or something like it's starting to get to that point though.
3: Yeah, I mean, Better I Business Bureau to... wouldn't actually be able to do anything, but yeah, yeah, no, I get you.
2: Yeah, a false advertising or just something of like, we're not getting what we're paying for with it. It It's like kind of, it reminds me of what, the issues before where people got upset of like, Hasbro, when is enough enough, essentially?
0: Yeah, I just got actually some figures delivered. I got um, Dino Fury Blue and, um, excuse me, Dino Charge Blue and a uh, a few other figures that have the putrid uh Beast Morphers yellow and dino fury green but you know i don't have anywhere to display these figures yet so i'm not going to get them out of box but sure you know i'll i'll get them out of box and i'll get you know the you know the izzy with the missing face and watch that be a collector's item like oh, yeah. 20
2: years down the road yeah oh, <laughs> remember yeah, the time sure. izzy didn't have a a, a face
0: <laughs> yeah but it's like, you know, what option do we have right now as consumers besides just not buying these toys until they release and if they go out of stock, so be it. You know? Even if it's something that we've been waiting for. Like, I think because I've seen the photos of Doctor O and Mezogog, I feel like 80% sure that those are going to arrive as advertised. But I'm, you know, way more selective now about what I spend my money on. Especially because I have other things I want to
1: spend money on. Yeah. I feel
2: like, just the being selective part, just in general, again, unless it's a collector's item, it's just Hasbro, just... They don't listen. I mean, we... How long has it been since we've complained as a community, not us specifically, but complained about the quality controls issues and they just get worse and worse like i'm expecting let's be honest i'm expecting a teenage mutant ninja turtle that's not a crossover figure and a power ranger figure at this point i'm expecting cyclops or magneto and power rangers wouldn't that be something
3: yeah i mean for me i i'm more concerned about them getting um pivotal figures wrong and then not readdressing it so for example like they still haven't done a time force pink yet and you know when i first started collecting this line i was like man i can't wait until they do it it'll be so great and now i'm like oh gosh i'm worried what they're gonna do to jen
2: or they get the you, you know you mentioned this as well this is something i think that's worth bringing up as as well for this is they're not uh, rcf it's what you mentioned before about the qual. well this being like Quality figures, but then we get the things like in Lost Galaxy with Kendricks who doesn't have the full saber. Whose brilliant idea was that?
0: Yeah, that's really so. Kendricks has the one, full yeah. saber.
3: It's Maya that doesn't have the full saber. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, but sorry. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the, right. Hasbro, Maya.
0: <laughs> but it's like when they when they put out Zeo Blue that didn't have the the Tonfas, and they included them in a co- with Cog. Uh, you know, like. If you're going to, like, I understand that you can't include, like, every single, you know, weapon formation, every single hand, etc. But if it's something as basic as a quasar saber, you know, I'm not asking for the transblasters. I'm asking for the saber. It should be, like, if it's a basic weapon that they always have, always use, it should be included in every form they've got. It's like the dragon dagger.
2: Don't forget, too, um and I think they listened on this one, but don't forget, to during one of those presentations, one of the um, Quasar Sabers didn't even have the right uh, 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 Galactabeast on it uh, for it, and I think that was – a lot of people had to raise a lot of hell about that before they finally changed it to what it was supposed to be.
0: I think it's difficult to expect them to be perfect in some of the older stuff because some of the source material is not the – like, you know uh, – the show if if they don't have that much art besides the show to work on it can be difficult to get that art right
2: you know what's surprising is i did a poll about a month ago of what were people's most favorite figures that have been released so far the sh fig arts um anything of legacy collection the super sevens the lightning collection um remastered um and then uh the um uh, three zeros. And f- so the top winners, f- it's surprising, but it's not, but it is. Lightning Collection actually uh, won with like, 50, like 50%, like fifty but right behind it was SH fi- uh, Figure Arts. People love the SH figures, and it makes you wonder why can't the quality of it be like SH, because it seems like they got it figured out.
3: So SH, I'd say also they specialize in just doing quality figures and they also aren't trying to be as big. Like Hasbro is basically the big toy company in America.
0: Right. Right. I I think also like, I think it's like trying to expect every figure to be super seven or to, to have their level of thoroughness in what they put into the box and how, how well painted it is.
2: Right. That Hasbro is really embracing the quantity over
3: quality, that is for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also important to note that like really other than the legacy collection from Bandai, which honestly I was not a big fan of, what what we have is what we're getting um, in, in our price range. Um, now, admittedly, you can still find really good deals on Lightning Collection. Uh, the, these Super 7 figures are what, close to $50, right?
0: Uh, something like that.
3: You know, and that's
2: funny because when we talk about price, Hasbro hasn't earned one cent more because of how poor the quality control has been. And now they want more money for them, too, because it's, what, reaching over $30 now?
0: Yeah, the Lightning Remastered, for example, is 36 on Toku Collectibles. So high. My wallet cries. Yeah. I mean, also, there, I, think, I think the Remastered figures are worth it.
3: But the Remastered figures are what the original Lightning Collection figures should have been. You know what I'm saying? Like they they shouldn't have to make. You know, this is our definitive Blue Ranger figure. Oh, and here's the de- the even better definitive Blue Ranger figure. Like, make the definitive figure. I'll buy it. I'll keep it forever.
0: We're done. Yeah, the, yeah, the ultimate figures for Super Seven or Fifty Eight, but I I think. I think it's a question of... you know, It comes down to costs for Hasbro, because these toys are costing more to produce. Yeah. Uh, and for some of the seasons in between M and the newer seasons uh, that have happened since they came in, or since Savon came back in, the archive material just is not at the point where they'd like. So they have to do a lot more work to get these designs looking more show accurate. So there are ways in which I kind of want to cut them a little bit of slack.
1: But, you know, if they can't get these figures right, then how do they expect people to buy them? Because, is it maybe fair to say, because the,
2: I'm not going to say goal, but the, Vision of the Lightning Collection has changed from being a collector's line to the standard toy line. So these mistakes are acceptable when we have things like the remastered Lightning Collection coming out.
0: I mean, maybe, but if you have a standard toy line and, yeah. you, know, it, you know, can it be considered a standard toy line if you're putting out figures from shows that aired like 10 years ago that no kid is watching right now? Yeah. That's
2: fair too. Outside of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, because that's that's the thing that sells so. Regardless of that one, but I agree on it. Um, I mean, man, they, yeah, that's a tough one.
0: They're gonna drive MMPR into the ground, you know, with toys. They'll put out a Curtis figure before they get to RPM.
2: They're gonna, they'll put. I mean, what they have? How many still like? Oh, we went to the Metallic Armor. Oh, wait, now we gotta do Coinless at some point. <laughs> they'll, they'll never, they'll never um, have uh, a short supply of MMPR. They'll just fit, find something like, oh, remember that episode when Rocky had a, a different-shaped head or something? We can make that. We'll just make it a special edition.
0: They'll give us Gunther Schmidt before they give us, you know, Dylan. Yeah.
2: They'll give us Ferbus before. Uh,
0: <laughs> could they please give us Furbus? <laughs> I But mean, yeah, it's I, just... I would
1: unironically buy that. Okay, maybe a little ironically.
2: <laughs> but it, it's still the same thing of just like the quality's bad. They're not listening. But what is it also – this is a question I want to ask you all. What is it going to take for the community before they finally listen and finally improve on like checking
3: basic stuff that should be even bare minimum? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I, I keep hoping uh, that there will eventually be a change, but I, I recognize as long as I'm buying. Now, admittedly, I'm always buying on sale, so I'm, I'm hoping that, like, if I continue to buy at $15, they'll be like, well, maybe $25 is too much to ask, but I don't know.
0: I feel like, like Hasbro's fan streams and all of Hasbro's outlets are very much one-way streets. And there's not
1: really a sense that they're listening to or soliciting feedback from us. at all. So I'm not not sure, you know, aside from voting with our dollars, how to get the message across.
2: And maybe that is the case is we vote with our dollars and it's something that everybody wants. Nobody buys it. Or maybe we just get to the point where it's also too that no matter what, the casual people, the casual crowd will just buy it so it won't matter what we do. Until the casual crowd doesn't buy into it either.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I just don't know you know, it's a bummer not knowing, you know, how anything could change if people are still gonna buy this stuff anyway and then be disappointed, but keep buying it. And, you know, as a fan who, you know, puts me in a tough position as a fan who wants, you know, an Izzy toy, but and this is the only one we're going to get, and it comes out, and the neck keeps falling
1: off. You know, if that's the only Izzy toy we're going to get, what are you going to do? What we've always done, Uh, Pinky, take over the world. No, we do
2: customs of it. That's kind of where we be at at that point, and then just put it right back in the box afterwards.
0: I guess so. So, but, you know, on the upside, I feel good about Lightning Collection Remastered, I feel good about the Astro Omega ship, and I guess you just gotta uh, support the toys you want to support, and hopefully through the actions of, you know, you and other fans, we encourage Hasbro to go where the money actually is, or listen to the fans' dollars, and sort out these quality control issues that i or at least talk about them that's all i really want them to do so anyway we're running short on time josh do you have anything to plug
2: oh just my standard twitter at crimson sooners if you want to listen to me talk uh oh football or listen to uh, me talk about uh mlp at times that's where i'm at and lamar
0: where can people find you
3: So right now I am narrating "Common" or uh, "Masked Rider" the audio drama, so definitely give that a listen. Uh, I still also play random parts on "Power Rangers" the audio drama, so enjoy and
0: listen. All right, and as always, you can find us at RangerCast.net, and remember, we're going to keep talking about this. If you or someone you know needs help, call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call or text at nine eight eight or visit 988lifeline.org. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. If you like what you just heard, find us at rangercast.net or look us up in your favorite podcast app. Reach out to us on Twitter or leave a voicemail on our website. The opening theme is by Daniel Park. The ending theme is by me. RangerCast is distributed to under Creative Commons license. Attribute and share alike.